Congratulations. Victoria's housing market has rebounded strongly this year. Hammers were falling once again. Buy numbers per auction are actually up on last year. Rates course on hold again at 0.25%. National house prices were still rising. A man's home is his castle. And today it goes under the hammer. Welcome to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715. And welcome to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect, making moving easy for you. I'm Jane Neild and a huge thank you to Claire and Ben from Ian Reid who were with us for the last few episodes. But it is so exciting to welcome a new co-host, Stavros, who is the company director for O'Brien Real Estate. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jane. Uh, it's great being here. So, no, I'm really excited about this. Now, for listeners who may not know, you do have an alter ego. You do a whole lot of real estate shows in Greek. So, you are the man. Just You, you can plug your other show if you Look, like. <laughs> um, I've just come off uh, Rhythmos. So, I do the Greek uh, radio uh, show there. So, it's talking real estate with Stavros and it's all in Greek. So, hopefully, I can be a little bit uh, bilingual today and <laughs> transfer what I've actually explained to the whole Greek community. 160,000 people tune in, mind you, Jane. There's a lot of them out there. Hopefully, I can now take it to uh, the rest of the world. Well, and the Greek community, obviously passionate about real estate. It <laughs> runs in your blood, does it, Steph? Like, tell us about how you got into it and what your uh, career path was well, like. Well, um, look, I'm, I'm talking today and and, uh, and I've got Byron as well. So, Byron's actually Greek as well. He's got a Yayana Papu and he can actually, um, you know, obviously confirm the Greeks are very funny with their real estate. They'll come to us and they'll tell us how big their block is, how many bricks they've put in the house, uh, how much concrete's in there. (laughs) And they think that value is with what products they've put in, not what the supply and demand or, or what the area uh, you know brings in. So it's quite funny. Well, hang on. We're going to have to introduce our guest, uh, Byron <laughs> Kerr from O'Brien's Real Estate then early, if he is definitely uh, well in the know with the Greek real estate scene. So welcome to you, Byron. We're going to uh, include you in a little bit of a wrap of the weekend. How are you and how are you coping with a very changing real estate market, which seems to have a different fluctuation every two or three days? Yeah, thank you, Jane. Thank you, Stav. Uh, great to be here. Uh, like a lot of the O'Brien team, we've spent the last you know, few days just uh, really getting set up to to work from home. Uh, and and for us, you know, moving forward, we want business as, as normal as, as, as can be and certainly be able to provide a great level of service to our clients. Um, the real estate world was in full swing up until two or three days ago. So, uh, and like all of us, we're going to work through how we're going to approach the next six weeks and looking forward to discussing that in a bit more detail together today. Well, we sort of learnt lockdown one, everyone was panicking and then things just kept kind of cycling in and out of lockdown, no auctions, inspections being shut down. So, yeah. Stavros, tell us about the weekend just gone. Some people would assume that everyone's panicked, everything got shut down mm-hmm. and nothing was uh, selling or being bought over the weekend. Do the statistics back that up or not? Well, look, we were, this weekend was week 31 of the year. So, Victoria, as it braced um, for stage four restrictions, our real estate market actually continued to defy all odds and expectations. So Victoria recorded approximately 1,400 transactions for the week, uh, which was eight weeks in a row, over 1,000 sales, which is just phenomenal. Now, nationally, we had 5,411 transactions. That's actually 164 more transactions than uh, this time last year. But a lot of people say to me, you know, week on week, what did it look like this time last year? So week 31 last year, Nationally, we sold 1,200 properties more this week than we did this time last year. So that's seven continuous weeks of sales 
um, in um, nationally above the 4,700 mark, which is phenomenal. So nationally, figures of 5,411 is the highest amount of sales in 22 weeks. So that just gives you a little snapshot of uh, what it looked like. Also the third biggest week of the year. Wow. So that's really interesting. Now, Byron, which part of Victoria and Melbourne are you working in the most? Is what you're seeing on the ground being backed up by those uh, stats that Stavros has just given us? Yeah, absolutely. We're in uh, sunny Bayside. So we look after Bullet from Bo Morris and and Stav and my office actually sit side by side. So we overlap quite regularly through right down to probably um, Frankston Seaford, isn't it, Stav? Yeah, I've got that. um, Yeah, we're we're the heart of Bayside, so to speak. Um, And certainly... Yeah, the ground level for us day to day, um, stab statistics. I think that probably the only thing to add to those is is the is the time on market. Perhaps is something to consider. So what we've noticed, which is probably defying some of the media statements, is that the average home, you know, time on market, and Stab can probably chip in on this as well, uh, you know, is probably reduced something to like fourteen days. Mm. Um, again, it'll be interesting to see moving forward over the next six weeks how those how we how we play out, but. Uh, over the course of call it the COVID period, the last three to four months, um, the average home has been on market, probably averaged anywhere between 15 to 25 private inspections and then multiple offers occurring on every single property. So, and that's potentially underpinned by a, a, a supply and demand as well. So, yeah, it is interesting times. So, do you think that has a lot to do with the fact that if you are genuinely looking to buy a house in this mm-hmm. market or to sell, gone are the days where you get a couple of lattes, maybe go to your local shopping mall, go for a stroll, and then go to some inspections, maybe three, four, five, six. Things have changed. You just can't do that anymore. Are people having to make a decision quicker and with less, well, shall we say, sort of sightseeing in the whole process? So is the pressure on to make a decision? It's it's not just the buyers that that affects it. Actually, it's the agents as well. Because we can't do open for inspections anymore, I'm hearing a lot of our agents, they're actually asking a lot of qualifying questions. Now, they're asking, you know, whether affordability, uh, whether they're aspirational buyers, what their reasons are. Because we know in real estate through our surveys and, and our experience, there are 11 reasons why people buy and sell real estate. It's not just that the market's going down and, and they've got financial issues, but there's growing families, there's deceased estates, there's divorce, investors, developers, job relocations, uh, nursing homes, sea change, tree change, aspirational sellers, downside. Uh, as the kids have left home. A lot of these reasons haven't changed because of COVID. They continue. Now, Byron and I sold, you know, we had record months in July. Um, you know, we've sold over 100 properties between our, our offices combined. Now, those 100 vendors have to buy something this month. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they'll be homeless. And some of these cases, like a divorce, for example, they don't have to buy one. They have to buy two because they're moving into separate homes. And what we're finding a trend at the moment with divorces is, too, they're not moving from a bigger family home. If they've got kids, they're still buying a three-bedroom home. It may be a cheaper demographic because they still want their kids to have a main bedroom or their own bedroom in both homes. So our, our agents are doing the exact same thing the buyers are. They're asking the qualifying questions because there's only so many inspections we can do. We have a property in Chelsea Heights where we spent four hours doing 15-minute inspections, mm. one by one by one by one. So we're asking these questions. Now, it's interesting. Tonight, we've got O'Brien Real Estate TV. And we've got a special guest from New Zealand, and it's Martin Cooper. They went into stage four before us. Mm. Uh, and he uh, is going to talk to us tonight about what happened in New Zealand, where one of the rules that came into place in New Zealand, and we seem to be following New Zealand quite a lot um, in Victoria, is they were only allowed to do two 
private inspections per day per property for sanitised reasons, you know, to keep the property, um, you know, clean and, and to f- fill the requirements. Yeah, you don't want hordes of people no, going through a property. No, you don't, and you wouldn't either. So, so what's happened there is, it's quite interesting, there's some qualifying questions. Because if you only got two people you can take through a property, and Byron, you know, we'll talk to you about this in a sec, <laughs> you're going to qualify them because you can't take all five inquiries because they might be aspirational uh, people. So what Martin was doing, he was getting uh, a contract sent to him to see that they've sold their property. He was finding out whether they had pre-approval on their finance because he can only take two a day. So he wanted to take his, guess what, his best two. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So. And Byron, does that uh, ring a bell for you as well? Are you getting more qualified buyers who are really serious and not going to be doing the two or three weekends or months of weekends uh, just cruising around a suburb and looking what they might be able to get uh, seriously interested in? Yeah, absolutely. It, I think I think it's important. Where I guess the benefit of COVID is that um, you, you have to be somewhat delicate with your questioning, don't you, at the moment? But and it's it's if anything, it's empowering our agents to inform our vendors better at the moment. So um, transparency is always a hard thing with a buyer. I call it in the old real estate market because on you know on an average Saturday open, twenty five to thirty people would turn up and you'd be trying to decipher who was real and who wasn't. Um, now all the pre-qualification's done over the phone, but it's a lot deeper. It's, it's what we call talking below the line. So you're not just saying who are you and uh, and where do you live and, and have you sold. You're, you're going into deeper questions around their, uh, politely, around their finance situation. Have they got pre-approvals? Do they need to sell? Have they sold? What's their timeline? Uh, so on and so forth. And you're probably engaging in what we're seeing is probably what was typically a, a one or two minute conversation with a buyer is probably 10 minutes uh, and actually making an assessment of, is this person genuinely ready to act? Uh, the other layer to that is, have they actually driven past the home? Do they actually know the location? Um, all our homes, or well, not all of them, but the majority of our homes have 3D floor plans. So have they really looked at the product and understood it? Uh, and do they are they aware that, you know, that kitchen, are they happy with what they've seen? The kitchen fittings, the bathroom fittings, um, and um, scaling is another key thing for us. So, you know, Jane, if you love the home on, on Saturday, what's the likelihood out of 10 that you'd actually like to buy it? And that's a pretty that's a pretty straight-up question to ask someone. And But ironically, and the main reason I'm asking that of you, Jane, is I need to let my vendor know at this point in time. Um, and, and you'll find that, ironically, with COVID, people have become accustomed to that now. I think the first couple of weeks of that, that was, that was a little bit confronting for a lot of buyers, but certainly now we're finding that's the norm. And I think it'll be the norm moving forward too. So there is some good advice for buyers in what Byron's just said, is actually having your ducks in a row, Stab, so that you're actually Mm. thinking, hang on, they're probably going to ask me this, 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 this. Mm -hmm. So would you advise people to have their paperwork even to take to an inspection? Like, you know, we're hearing people asking for documentation to Mm. see that they have finance approved. Yeah, definitely. So it's it's interesting what Byron said that behaviours have changed because if you if you remember it was quite difficult Byron even to get people to to get their details and you'd say can I have photo ID and now yeah. we've got QR codes at the entrance where we've actually got thermometer guns as well um, yeah. we've got sanitising gel and I mean how evasive is that I mean compared to what we had and all we asked for before was ID so yeah. look it's people do have their ducks in a row because that's how they've been educated now with behaviours you walk into a restaurant. It's not um, it's not alien to them anymore. It's expectation. So it's like uh, you know, Byron and I have talked about many times. You walk into your local cafe, you get a, a coffee. Years, uh, a couple of months later, you get a little message on your coffee. Months later, you get a little biscuit. The day they forget to put the biscuit on is below <laughs> expectation. So now we've actually got this is the expectation. I actually think 
Byron, I know I want to hear your view on this, but I think after COVID, we're going to continue with this sort of um, expectation. We've got our screens up in our offices. We've got our QR codes in, in so when you come in, you know, people don't have to write, because I can't read people's writing. You couldn't even read my writing. But this way, it's all electronic. It's, it's state-stamped. I think I'm going to continue with this line of running my business. But Byron, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I actually think it's for the better too, uh, ironically, um, for both buyers and sellers. Uh, and I'm sure I know your team's been talking about it as well, Stab, but we quite enjoyed the one-on-one intimate nature of real estate. I think it was, it, it was called the old school way of doing things, wasn't it? Um, mm. Forming better relationships, understanding people's stories and, 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 uh, and also just setting, a, I guess, a better level of service overall um, for both buyers and sellers. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being, you know, respectful and hygienic in someone's home, to be honest, um, and being able to really delve into, you know, what a buyer's requirements are. Um, and we're seeing it on the rental front. I mean, we're talking about sales here, but on the rental front even more so now um, because people, you know, the requirements around rentals. But, um, you know, on the rental front, a tenant actually applies for the rental now before inspecting it. You never saw that before. No. <laughs> um, and, and so now we're seeing, you know, we're able to get all the information on a particular tenant and share that with the landlord as well as the tenant and really make a decision if this person's appropriate or not. And that's, that's I, I only think that can be a good thing for everyone. Yeah, that's really interesting. We might talk a little more about uh, the rental situation in just a moment. You are listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. It is a free service making moving easy for you. You can call them today on 1300 664 715. I'm Jane Neild and I'm with Stavros, the company director for O'Brien's Real Estate. And we also have Byron Kerr with us. He's down the Bayside Way. You're an auctioneer and described as well as a new breed of real estate agent, Byron. I wanted to know from you what the experience was like, whether you've actually done an, an auction with people in face masks. Because when Stab and I walked into the studio today, it's like, you know, you've got your face covering. It's like, no, hang on, I'm happy. You can't see my face. So much of what you guys do is reading body language, reading signals, watching the facial, you know, interaction perhaps between a, cover, a, a couple who are bidding. Have you done an auction with the face masks on or has that sort of uh, regulation come in after you've finished doing auctions? Yeah, I, unfortunately I haven't, but I think it'll be something of the future. So certainly body language is important. Um, Stab has been doing a fantastic role in O'Brien Auction TV. Um, you know, unfortunately, no face mask for us, but certainly still utilising the auction process uh, over the course of the last three or four months to, to great effect. Um, but certainly moving forward, I think you know, post the six-week lockdown, I think the, uh, the facial attire may still be a requirement. It will be interesting to see. Um, you know, you, even even us as auctioneers being able to use our, vo- our voices appropriately um, with a face mask on will be a bit of fun, I'm sure. <laughs> and Stav, tell us about how you suddenly transitioned everything to an online, a visual experience instead of standing out in the street. That's a kind of very forward movement by O'Brien's as COVID hit. Yeah, look, uh, so what happened was around about the uh, March 25th, I think it was, or thereabouts, when we had our first stage three, we had to pivot very quickly. And because we have a great relationship with uh, Croc Media and the studios here, we thought, um, because we did attempt doing an an online auction in our office, but one thing we worked out very quickly was that we're great auctioneers, we're great uh, marketers and sellers and real estate service 
providers, but we didn't know what goes on, what you do in the back room, in the in the control rooms. So we didn't know, and, and the, the system crashed because it wasn't built for that, for uh, that much data usage at one time. So what we did is we moved to Croc uh, Studios, and I've got to say you know, some interesting uh, stats that I've got here. We've been doing it now for 14 weeks in here. We've done 12 episodes. We've had a huge 80% clearance. We've done a, a total of 112 auctions. Uh, over that period, 90 of them have sold, which is your 80% clearance. But my my, my favourite number is we've sold $80 million worth of stock uh, wow. of property. So, you know, it's just amazing what you can do. And that's across 70 suburbs. So it's amazing what you can do when you can just pivot, you know, and, and all that's happened is that the game's changed. We just had to find a different way to play the game. And you and I discussed this before I walked in. Um, and with the face masks, you know, when we do get back on the field, um, when I walked in, Jane, you saw me, I was wearing a, a face shield, not, not a mask. And you asked me, you know, how do you find that? And I, and I said, the reason I wear it is because real estate is so much emotion. I want people to see my face when I'm smiling. I want them to see my, my mouth move when I'm talking. Um, and I think that is so important, the emotions, your body language, where with the face mask, you can't actually see what if someone's talking or not. So if we do go back back on the out in the field to do auctions, I will be wearing a shield because I want people to see my face. I don't know how that's going to work, Byron, with um with uh, our vocals, uh, but maybe we'll just need a microphone and a portable uh, yeah speaker. I don't know. No, very good. That's a good defence mechanism too. I think that'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> like a right police. <laughs> exactly. And Byron, yeah. do you find that people perhaps if they're bidding on an online auction, you know, you don't have that immense physical feeling. Like I've been to a few auctions where even if you're not bidding, you get overwhelmed by the emotion of, of the actual event. So perhaps mm. people are a little bit more confident, you know, they're not kind of elbowing another couple out of the way. Perhaps it's a more considered environment for people to bid when it's online. Yeah, I think I think everyone naturally the the process is still the same in that um, I think naturally people think that an auction needs to sell under the hammer and stab will chip in on this I'm sure. But what the auction environment allows any of us to do is empower the team and staff to to actually get an outcome, whether that's before, during, or after. Um, and and certainly, what you'll notice with stab and you tune in tonight to see it, and and the, the pace of the auction changes, the dialogue changes. It's I, I won't use too much real estate speak, but it's not hard closing. It, it's it's you're still reading the individuals through the agents, and stab. You know, it's still a theatre, so we're still. Um, what you'll notice with our approach is we, we actually talk through the agents. Um, we don't talk through the buyers. So we're still having to give people time. Uh, there is an opportunity for all the buyers to still tune in, but they're not actually visually seen. And that was done quite deliberately to actually make it easier for the buyer. So you actually can nurture them and, and use the relationship between agent and buyer and then back to staff to communicate that. And we've and as you can see by stat, um, the statistics produced by staff, that's worked to great effect. And um, it is different. And certainly if you if you threw someone into that at, at day one, they, they'd probably struggle to to utilise the software correctly. And so we thought, no, let's let's empower the team and let's let's take advantage of those great relationships that the team have with their buyers and, and still provide a, a platform that the vendors can still achieve an outcome. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean you have to sell under the hammer. Um, it, it basically means you've identified your best party and, and let's have the conversation and achieve the outcome. You're listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect, a free service making moving easier for you. But also making it easy uh, for all those real estate agents who may be listening, making it easy for you 
to get people moving, whether they're moving in or out of homes that you uh, have on the books, make sure you talk to the team at Direct Connect. Stav, you mentioned that you've um, done some radio already today. You found out what the issues are. What else is really coming up as a hot topic at the moment? Right. So the the hot questions out uh, in the marketplace at the moment through real estate services, because of these restrictions that have been set, these are the questions, and we can actually elaborate on these, but the questions have been, how do the restrictions affect real estate industry for settlements? Now, if a property settled, and as we said, we've sold a lot of property last month, how are we going to facilitate that? Because Dan Andrews did say that settlements will take place, but it's not just the finance being provided and money transacting from one bank account to another, and conveyances doing what they've got to do. There is a physical aspect to that, and that one of those things is a final inspection. Another thing is um, passing on the keys or the agent walking through and just doing a quick uh, last-minute rundown on how things work. You know, these are the, the messages from the previous owners, or some owners leave a little booklet on on things. So we've got that. We've got contracts that we've actually completed last week. So we've sold properties, but then there are conditions um, still on those properties, and they might be finance conditions, building inspection, pest inspection. With the finance condition, we do need a valuer to go through and value the property. At the moment, we do have a facility through CoreLogic where they can get on CoreLogic and the and core logic will give you a moderate, a medium, or a high confidence on what the property is worth. But nothing beats going through the property, especially if it's a Greek vendor and he tells you it's worth more because he's got five lemon trees, two <laughs> two mandarins, and a couple of tomato plants. Hey, I am well and truly yeah. behind the fact that a garden should immensely increase the value of your property. <laughs> so we don't know how how a value is going to facilitate that. And then we've got the other problem of buyers that have uh, or that they're. they're past vendors that we've sold for, but they've now become a different category and they're buyers. How do we facilitate that for them? So, you know, we haven't been told all the answers yet by the REIV or from the government. And I'm sure I've been told that we might hear something today. Um, I don't know if you know anything more than that and you want to add how we how this will be facilitated, uh, Byron, um, if you want to add, but they're the questions that I've been asked today. Mm. Yeah, and it's from, from all the... Well, our office perspective, I can only comment on ours at the moment, uh, something as simple as today we've had every single rental key and every single um, settlement key centralised at my home. So if, if, I, if I have to, I'll, I'll be personally meeting people, if we can, of course, at the property for the move-in day. Oh, and um, yeah, we just have to prepare that we people are going to have to move homes, aren't they? And um, we don't know the exact circumstances yet, but from our perspective, we won't be able. We know we won't be able at this point to, to to get to our office. So we need to effectively move everything to our homes at this point and be prepared for um, enabling people to move in. And I guess, look, you know, we, we're just watching news breaking as we're recording this that today is Victoria's worst day of the pandemic. Premier General Andrews has announced 725 new cases. So it has been a massive roller coaster ride over the last few months. But do you get the feeling, Byron, that people are considering individual cases. Yes, if you need to move house and you are literally going to be homeless unless you settle and get those keys and do all of those things that we forget about that need to happen in a a property transaction, do you get the feeling that the powers that be are fairly, I don't know, that they're aware that these situations are confronting for people? Absolutely. I think common sense needs to prevail, doesn't it? So providing that your administration, you know, you've got appropriate hygiene and you're I won't be necessarily, if I'm required to meet someone at a home, I will, I won't be hanging around and, and walking them through it, obviously. So I think common sense needs to prevail that 
the ancillary services are the thing that we're getting questioned on is are removalists going to be around? And, um, you know, if, if I require works on the home, for example, um, you know, certain power or plumbing or any of that nature isn't working, can I utilise? And they're things that we still need to work through. Again, we've briefed all our trades, we're ready to go. Um, and everyone, it, it, we're going to try and make it as, as, as normal as possible for people. Uh, unfortunately, you know, little things like settlement gifts don't apply anymore. We can't actually hand you the bottle of champagne and, and, oh. and crack it open and enjoy it, unfortunately. But, <laughs> you know, those sort of things we might be doing in, in week seven. So um, all I can say is right across the O'Brien group, we're just preparing to ensure a smooth moving in and out of homes. Because, again, we forget about tenants as well. Um, we probably, I think we signed up something like 35 properties to, to move in for this month over the course of the next two weeks. Um, and we're going to have a fun job of, of getting keys cut and getting things organised for them. We have found a couple of uh, solutions too, uh, which, uh, Jane, which I'll, I'll just elaborate. What what a lot of the salespeople have done, out of their own uh, time and, and money, they've gone and bought some key safes with little codes on them. And I'm aware that they've actually gone and put those key safes on the gas meters with the keys in them. When settlement takes place, they're going to provide the code to the new owner. The other thing they've done is on the vacant properties, because obviously if they're occupied, the owners will probably drink the, the champagne. But on the uh, vacant properties, they've gone and put the client gifts on the bench. So they've actually done that already. Uh, so And that's not just for for sales. It's also, as as uh, Byron said, for tenants as well. So we've gone and done it where we can, uh, but we we can't cover every base. And I think what Byron's doing is, is probably not a bad solution as well. So that's pretty good. And I guess people just need to be patient and have empathy for everyone working in real estate and vice versa on the other side of things. Understanding and empathy yeah. will go a long way in a pandemic. Uh, on the rental front, look, you may not have the stats in, in front of you, but do we have a general feeling that there has been a lot of people vacating uh, properties? When we first started this podcast uh, back in March, we had, well, I guess anecdotal stories of people saying, we will not be able to pay our rent. We're moving back with mum and dad. Mm-hmm. We're moving back to the country. I know so many people moving back to New Zealand. And Whoa. and also in my area in the eastern suburbs, there are just a whole lot of empty houses there. Does any of the statistical data you're seeing back that well, up? I've got, I've got three rent. Uh, I suppose, rent uh, markets that I can talk about. And one is um, the Chelsea, say, Carrum Downs, Langwarren areas. And then I'll ask Byron about Mentone and Bayside. But in the areas that I just mentioned, we actually didn't have a lot of vacants. We, uh, vacancies. we didn't actually have a lot of people um, asking uh, for reprieve on their rent. Uh, we didn't have a lot of that at all. Um, but one change I have seen, because I'm involved also in South Yarra, in the apartment side of things, I have seen an exodus of apartments. So the car parks are empty of the apartments. So a lot of people are looking, and I think Karen Downs, Langwarren, say Chelsea, Bomb Beach, all those areas, they've got land. So if people are going to be in this uh, predicament of restrictions or lockdowns, they'd rather be in land rather than... Uh, and where I live in Mornington, there's no vacancies at all. Um, but Bayside could be different. So what, what, are, your, what are you seeing, Byron? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing we had to, um, I guess, help our landlords with was the education process around the revised rental laws because we were learning them like you were, Stav, every week as they were sort of unfolding. And, you know, in the typical way, if you didn't pay your rent within 14 days, you could evict a tenant. Um, And under the new laws, you can't. And and so explaining that to a landlord and and stepping through a payment plan was was certainly a... um, a taxing exercise both on our team as well as explaining to landlords and tenants the process moving forward. Um, if I look at the stats across our whole portfolio, there's probably 10% of our portfolio 
um, on rents. You know, and our, our average rent is six hundred and fifty dollars a property in this part of the world. So you're not you're not talking cheap money. And yeah, you know, probably ten percent of that is is under a payment plan with us at the moment. Um, having to utilise two thousand dollar grants that were made available for tenants as well to assist in payment of rents and. And as a result of that, obviously coaching landlords through um, the timeline of events and, and what that can look like, it's not—it's by no means a, a no payment, it's a delayed payment. So a bit like the mortgage system at the moment. So again, explaining that to a landlord has been really important uh, and a credit to all our O'Brien team members on the property management side because that has been, it's been fueled by a lot of emotion naturally. Um, a la- to tell a landlord, hey, you can't get your income and that we can't actually um, find you a new tenant to pay your income has been quite a, a, a taxing exercise and and one that we're, I think we're at the other end of, but it's going to be a, an interesting conversation for us over the next few months as to whether that gets better or worse. It's so multifaceted what you guys do. I mm. mean, you're looking after so many different people in so many different situations. And when the, the sort of parameters change on a daily basis, mm. I hope you're looking after yourself, Byron and Stab, and making sure that you're feeling you know mentally prepared for this because it's a minefield. It is, but um, look, we we have good support uh, through O'Brien Corporate and with each other. Like, I talk to a lot of our fellow directors all the time, so I think it's important to to bounce off each other because it can get lonely, um, you know, doing what we do. But it is important that you know we are part of uh, the, you know the the shelter industry. I mean, that's how I look at it. It is shelter, so it's it's a very important industry, and we're dealing with people's uh, livelihoods um, and their hopes. So we're in the hope industry as well. So we. We do work very hard on replenishing, you know, I know Byron and I work very hard on our mindset um, and life is difficult. And I say this all the time, but once you accept life is difficult, life is no longer difficult. So we're all in the same ecosystem. It's all about being positive and getting things done. We're all in the same ecosystem. So... Wow, I feel like we could turn this into a positive psychology podcast as well. Hey, Byron, before we let you go, I know you've got places to buy and to sell. Uh, If someone was looking to get into that highly coveted Bayside area, what would your sort of top tip be for someone who perhaps for years has been fantasising about a change of locale, want to head down your way? What's your best sort of option? How would you approach it? Yeah, great, great question. I would jump on our O'Brien website, ironically, because today and yesterday we probably photographed, I haven't got the final numbers, but it'll be close to 20 properties that will be off market over the course of um, the next six weeks. Um, and and our team will be um, readily available to, to deal with any queries. We're seeing a lot of demand for a great, ironically, people wanting to build at the moment, build the dream family home into your Bo Morris's and your Mentones and your Parkdale's. And um, a lot of family buyers, everyone ironically at this point in time is is looking for the for, to build their dream family home. Um, I, I couldn't tell you how many people are trying to do that at the moment. And um, I'd certainly take advantage of our off market process and 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 work with our with our with our agents to to find um, your dream family home at the moment. There's, there's some great opportunities out there. And if you need a little bit more info on the whole off market process, we did talk about it in a recent episode of Under the Hammer. Byron, thank you so much for your expertise, for your input and for your perspective and good luck in the coming weeks as we just deal with every single day as it comes. Yes, thank you guys and thanks for having me. And Stav, if people have got a question, can they email you for uh, yeah. getting a question answered? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So m- my email is very simple. Um, it's stavros at obre.com.au. And OBRE stands for O'Brien Real Estate. So it's just stavros at obre.com.au or 0409 But in closing, can I just mention one thing? 
due to the stage four restrictions, we've actually had to pivot our Saturday auctions. We had 12 auctions for this Saturday, Jane. Mm. We've now moved them to midweek at seven o'clock so we can actually facilitate those transactions. And tonight we've got some special guests. We've got Martin Cooper from New Zealand. We've got Josh Fegan, speaker, trainer, and he's seen it all. And we've got Adam Spencer, who's also CEO of a the Homely Real Estate Portal. So, And we're going to be going through nine auctions. So we had 12 booked in for this Saturday. Not all vendors wanted to go to the online process, so we're doing nine of them tonight. So you can tune in. If uh, you miss the show, you can actually go back and, and see it, and you, it gives you an idea. We've got you know, slide decks. We've got information. We talk about many topics that anyone in the real estate field would want to know about. So you can actually tune in and see that on our Facebook page, O'Brien Real Estate. So the O'Brien Real Estate Facebook page. Yep page is the place to get all of the action this evening. And there'll be people like me just watching Seven it because I find it fascinating. And of course, we are here thanks to Direct Connect. Whether you're an agent or you yourself are needing to move, Direct Connect can help you out. It's a free service making moving easy for you. If you want more information about that, head back uh, just scroll back in your podcast feed because we actually had wonderful guests Helen Vasilio and Craig Walsh from Direct Connect on episode 8 of Under the Hammer. Call them today if you need some assistance 1300 664 715 to make your moving easy. Well, Stav, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to getting thank to know you. you more over the uh, course of the podcast and we're going to have great guests every week like the wonderful Byron Kerr from O'Brien's Real Estate. Thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you next week on Under the Hammer. Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715. If you love an insightful podcast, Red Energy's podcast lifestyle series is for you. For home design and decoration, don't miss Homestyle with Shana Blaze. Getting the balance of large open spaces is about creating zones within one space. And if you're busy in the garden, catch the sport of gardening with Dale Vine. Compost is on trend at the moment. Powered by Snowy Hydro, a leader in renewable energy, switch to Aussie-owned Red Energy today. Red Energy's podcast lifestyle available from your podcast provider and on the SEN app.